0: Welcome to the Well Played podcast, the show about all things playful and joyous. This podcast is about bringing playful learning back into our lives. Together, we are finding the joy in the journey of life. Today, we have two new guests for Well Played, and it is Mike Wilgis and Adam Geisen. And we are talking about gamification of professional development, right? Like gamifying the the teacher PD. Super excited to have these guys here. If you guys could. Uh, introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us about your career path a little bit here. Why don't we start with uh, Mike?
1: Sure. My name is Mike Wilgus. I am an instructional technology coach for the Triad School District, which is about 20 miles east of St. Louis. My background is middle school science and technology, and I'm entering my 20th year in education and my second year as a full-time coach. I started doing this halftime in 2015 this is the second year full-time wow my uh
2: my history is very similar i'm adam Geisen, uh also instructional tech coach uh mike and i are kind of partners in the same school district uh there in troy uh taught english at the high school level for 16 something like that years and same thing we both kind of switched over from the classroom role to the the coaching role uh, for full-time just this past school year
0: uh before we get too far this is uh well, one, congratulations on you guys uh, getting a new sort of position. Congratulations on yourselves, you know, stretching yourselves to that new position. I think that's awesome. It has been
2: a fun challenge. This yes, sure. is, yeah.
0: So, I guess before we get too far into it, I promise listeners that we will get to, we will get to the topic at hand. But just curious, as I have two tech coaches here. Uh, what advice i know lots of tech coaches listen to this and i know some of my close friends are becoming tech coaches this coming year so i sort of want to pick your brain just a wee bit bit. about like your first like what advice do you have for a first year uh tech coach because really three close friends of mine are becoming tech coaches this year i think i think one of the biggest things and probably one of the hardest things, and I
2: think Mike could probably attest to this as well, is to find the balance between um, being, I don't know, like not necessarily forcing yourself on teachers, because obviously as tech coaches, you want to be available and you want to be there when they want help, but you got to find that balance between like, I need to help you and forcing yourself in their classroom and, and then just like letting them come to you. That's been a really, really tough challenge. Um, and one of the ways we were able to get by that was to create the the PD program we're, we're gonna probably talk about here in a minute, it was to sort of make ourselves available um, and also not so obtrusive. Because I think that's one of the things that people worry about when they think coaches are saying, somebody's gonna come into my classroom, tell sure. me I'm doing it all wrong and try to blow everything up. And that's not our goal. Our goal is just to try to be helpful, but at the same time, not be uh, overbearing. And,
1: and I, I think another thing, just just like teaching students, you want to build those relationships. right? And we've, we've been in the district so long, but my experience has been middle school. So I really didn't know many of the elementary teachers. I knew some of the high school teachers. But the way that our jobs are split is that I'm responsible for kind of overseeing two elementary schools in the middle school. And Adam has the other two elementary schools in the high school. Right. So we were able to build these relationships with these teachers that we didn't really know very well, uh, just because we'd never crossed paths in our daily uh, you know, teaching endeavors. But, uh, if, you know, if we're in the building and it's, I need to help fixing a printer, even though that's technically not our job description, you know, it's good to do that, to, to break the ice and build those relationships so that when they do need help with technology applications and things like that, then they're going to feel comfortable going to you for some help.
0: I think but, it sounds like the, the advice <laughs> clearly comes from a, uh, a uh, wealth of experience in the classroom, right? Because it, it comes down to building strong relationships in which like down the road, that sort of pays dividends for everyone involved, right? It right. makes you more successful yeah. at your job, but it also makes somebody else more successful in their classroom because that's what it means yeah. to do your job well. So,
2: and, and it sure makes
0: things more fun when you walk in a <laughs> classroom sure and, they, does. and they smile as opposed
2: to like rolling their eyes or, uh, you know. Yep. Um, you know, and we always try to be a little faster than, like, the tech repair department. You know, people send us an email, we want to be there quick, so that people get kind of used to coming to us. And we don't necessarily, like we like Mike said, it's not our job necessarily to fix things, but we do want to be as responsive as fast as we possibly can, just so that, you know, there's not that waiting, oh, I sent them a message but never heard back, or whatever. Um, All right. So being there, being present, being responsive.
0: I like that. Like, being responsive is huge. I think it's nice, too, when you see somebody else because teachers are notorious for having like <laughs> a ton of extra things on their plate. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's frustrating when you, when you interact with those people that aren't teachers anymore, but they're still in the education space. Right. And right. they act very like systematically like, mm-hmm. well, like you got to send a work order to this person and they exactly. have to approve it to this person, And you're like, you're right, right. here. And you know how to fix this printer? Like, <laughs> so fix my printer. You're literally going to walk away from me. That's right. what you're going to do right now. Right. Like, I'm I'll, sorry, you got you got to call tech support. That's like, right. and I just yeah. always think as a teacher that just sort of like. Because if mm-hmm. I ever did that, I'd get hauled into the principal's office and and probably fired if I told oh, parents right. like, you know, my policy for re- responding like, to yeah. parents is you got to go to this system and log into this special thing, and then yeah. like, you know, every Friday I go through that and I respond back to you. So mm-hmm. that's the system. You fill this form out in triplicate. Yeah, like. like copy. But if I right. but if I did that, like, whew, that would be bad news. Mm-hmm. So I like that you guys are really. <laughs> you're not, to be. You're not forgetting that teacher sense that they're like. It's about helping people and if we all right. do our if we all do the best job we can do it's gonna it's in the end you're gonna have a good day and that's, I think cool. that's important so i'm i'm super jazzed obviously like you guys take gamification and you guys embed it into your pd uh and i think it's probably morphed a little bit over time like like almost all of these gamification you know elements right. and modules do you put it out into the wild and it changes a little bit and you you, you adapt and you make those adjustments. But let's let's first start off with like, what was your vision? What was your goal? What was your idea? And we can kind of go into like how it changed later.
2: Okay. Um, Mike, you want to start or you want me to start?
1: Whatever you want. Okay.
2: Well, our first thing was that we needed to, um, you know, as we were professional development, sort of, I know the, the people sort of in charge of, of providing that now, uh, as far as technology is concerned, it was important that we made sure that uh, we were uh, that we were kind of the focal point as far as, um, you know, the direction was concerned. But at the same time, we also were so tired as teachers of, um, of having PD that was ineffective or like PD where you're sitting and getting. I mean, you know, it's the same stuff. It's the same thing kids can't stand. You know, I mean, adults can't stand it either. If they've been sitting for 25 minutes hearing one person drone on and they've not gotten anything they needed out of it that's a problem. And and there was a, you know, I don't I don't want to dog our district, but we had a lot of that kind of PD going on. I think a lot of school
0: districts do. I think most, uh, right. So yeah, you're not you're I'm not dogging sure. them, that's just a reality.
2: That's just a reality. And you know, and and, and I think a lot of it too is that um, it, it was important to try to sort of think as though the these teachers that we're now helping uh, sort of as students and and put ourselves in their situation. What would we want to do if we knew we had to sit through a 50-minute session? Would it be fun? I mean, what would make it fun? What would make it more energetic? What would make it you know, worthwhile and then applicable to everybody? Uh, and that was kind of our goal. And so the game the game side of it um, started with just with badges. And so we we sort of set up this PD program where teachers would go out and explore some sort of technology. They'd come to us when they needed help. They'd use it in the classroom. Uh, they would reflect on it. They'd show some uh, some evidence of them using it. They'd submit that, and then we give them a badge, and we celebrate, and they get um, – I don't know if Wisconsin has the same kind of thing, but we have professional development units that they have to get. The teachers have to have, like, 120 throughout a year. Is so it something like that in Wisconsin? I'm not 100% sure.
0: We, uh, as of last year, just switched over to lifetime licensure. So. Oh, right. my God.
2: That's so. right. I just heard about that this week. I forgot about that. So yeah, so we don't have that in Illinois. <laughs> so we unfortunately have to get a whole bunch of CPDUs uh, every five years to get
0: to get relicensed. Which so, I'm so just gonna give up just gonna give a wee bit of a plug here. Coming up in a little bit starting August first is the Hive <laughs> Summit, which you people in Illinois can get That's your right. continuing sort of education. We
2: certainly can, and we are sharing that as much as we can. <laughs> Um, so hopefully we'll have lots of people involved.
0: All right, so yes. you started with this. I do have to ask a follow-up question because I know if I was a listener, I'd be like, oh man, why didn't he ask this? What system did you use at first to do that? Like, So if you have like this district, if you even if you had a building with 30 teachers in it, like how did you manage like, you said that they like submit something and yeah. you give them a bad, like well, how did all that work? What's the actual logistics?
1: We We built our own. Um. This this idea was yeah. Jump in head head first is what you say, right? Don't that's start right. small.
0: Don't jump in right. head just, first. Just, just do it. Just dive in.
1: Yeah. So all of this was born out of a visit to a district in Chicago, and we really wanted to kind of recreate the professional development. So we took our district name, which is Triad, and uh, used uh, the word advances and created a hashtag called Triad Advances, and that's our program. And we wanted our badges to not represent like. Applications like Google Drive and Google Docs and things like that, but we wanted them to represent more of concepts and theories So what we did is we tied the badges to our our evaluation system So in essence as teachers work towards Integrating technology into their curriculum They are also gaining evidence towards their evaluation that they can just turn into their administrator So we wanted to try to kill two birds with one stone um, so, in developing that, uh, we set up a system using Google Forms, Google uh, Sheets, um, the Autocrat add-on and things like that, and um, what, what happened is they would submit a kind of a plan of what they hoped they wanted to do for each badge, and then we would just take a look at it, and then they'd have an opportunity to ask if, if um, they wanted any suggestions or guidance from us. If they didn't, we left them alone. If they did, then we jumped in and helped them as much as we could. And then they implemented whatever lesson they were applying the badge towards, and then they submitted a reflection. And then once they're done, Autocrat and Google did all the magic and then they had a PDF document that they could just turn into their um, you know principal as hey, here's how I covered domain four of Danielson's domain. So
0: Oh so that, we, yeah. my district uses the four domains. Danielson. That's right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Danielson, yes.
0: So that's, that's cool. kind of how
1: it started. Yeah. Right.
0: So in your original like rollout, it sounds like you gave people a lot of sort of choice.
1: Yes, it was all a lot, choice. A
0: lot of yeah. choice. We didn't
2: really give them much other than ideas. We sent out um, like emails every couple weeks with like, "Here's this new stuff we found. Here's what came across our email. You know, try this out," and that would be enough to get a lot of teachers started. But for the most part, you know, we didn't do really any uh, big group PD or anything like that. We just kind of let them go, and then they, you know, other teachers saw teachers in their their uh, grade levels or teachers in their building doing something cool and then that would kind of spur on the next thing so that's what I was going to say good like, for a
1: first year
0: yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say I love the the two parts that I love about it is one I'm well actually it was my second thing but I'm going to just jump to it is I like this communal aspect right like you mm-hmm. you just see in your building this tribe all trying to move forward but forward in different
1: directions
0: right right? so then all of a sudden you start to hear about like hey you know my students were in your english class adam and they were Mm -hmm. saying like they loved this thing you're trying or it's it's conversations around the water cooler right like what's you know what are you doing like oh you you are also doing domain four like what was Mm -hmm. the sort of project you went which leads me to my other thing i really love and i want to hear how to how to work for you guys I love that you didn't make it application specific. I love that, like, because right. I feel like that's way out of the box. I mean, like, that really allows somebody to try and apply all sorts of things because right. you're not like pinned down to like, well, I'm just going to get the like Google Classroom batch. Yeah.
2: Well, and I and that was part of the issue when we started putting this together. We really wanted to avoid that as much as possible because when you when you set them up that way, you know, I mean, it, it just totally it applies to a certain number of teachers, but not everybody. And that was exactly the problem we had with PD. When you sit down in a big group, like half the people in the room are like, I love that. And the other half of the people in the room, are like I've got grading to do. And like, that was, we didn't want, you know, any of that to be going on. Um, so we figured we let it wide open. And after the first year, what, how many do we have, Mike? We had like some, something like 85 total different applications or websites.
1: Yeah. We, we did a pilot. Like we did the pilot group first. Yeah. Um, in the spring of 2017 then we rolled it out full-time last year and then we've had between 80 to 90 different yeah. technology applications explored in the five five badges we actually have four domain badges and we align them to our district so we have the T badge which is the tactician the R is the reflector the I is the instructor the A is the um, architect and the D is the developer and the developer is a choose-your-own-adventure kind of badge um, but the TRIA, they all tie to Danielson domains. So if they need something specific for domain two, then they could go for that, that badge that co- correlates with domain two, as far as the TRIA. Um, but we wanted that developer badge, just in case someone says, you know what, I really want to learn about Edpuzzle, and I'd like to incorporate it. It doesn't really necessarily fit in this, or I'm not in an eval year. So I want to go ahead and work towards the, the developer badge. So then we get a sense of competition you know teacher so-and-so has the t and the i and the a well i want to now i need to get the r and the d and then we start producing stickers and buttons and you know digital badges that they can put in their emails and websites and you know it kind of just spurred on a little bit of you know more excitement towards uh, achieving these you know these badges
0: and i like what you said there about competition but i liked how you described it if you if you break it down a lot of times um it's just raising an awareness, right? Like, sometimes it's it's not competitive, like, I at least for myself. Like, I'm not trying to beat the teacher next to me. But that raised right. awareness, when I hear, like, wow, like, Adam's doing something cool. Mike's doing something cool. It makes me reflect on kind of where I'm at professionally. And it pushes me to want to, like, up my game <clears throat> a little bit. Right. Uh, and I just think that that's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's similar to... Like the badges that the boy Scouts use, right, like absolutely those aren't comp- like it's not competition, it's not like, oh man, he's so baller at being a boy right. scout, and you're terrible <laughs> right those are just yeah. meaningful experiences, and which again, right. the way you themed yours out, I think is way more meaningful, right It is about like it's the friendship badge, right, it's not like you know how to use like. The pocket yeah. knife badge well like, and even
2: even those badges are, are they are maybe a little bit app specific you know like the leather working or the camping or orienteering or whatever and by the way yes i was a boy scout but and even they, uh, but that but then you have all different ways you could you could achieve that you don't just have it. to do something
0: specific right right like it's that's where i i think it's like the whittling is the activity, mm-hmm. and that's the badge. It is not right. like the Swiss Army badge. It's not like you have completed that you know how to like not hurt somebody exactly. with this. Like, exactly. Right? right? Like It is an experience. It's like you learn to whittle. You learn uh, to work with leather in whatever it means, whether that means you made a wallet or if that means you, you made a full-on like leather chaps for your dad riding the motorcycle. Right. Like That's <laughs> your choice. <laughs> there's many different paths
1: to get to the badge. Yeah. It's right? not, not one direct path.
0: No, yeah. but I think,
1: Mike,
2: we should have a Leather Chaps badge. That would be pretty <laughs> sweet to implement this year. I would love to see how people go in that direction. I don't even want to uh, think about But it. that, yeah, I know. But that did sort of spur, you know, I mean, that was our starting point. Because like like I said before, we wanted to have uh, a program that made us important enough to keep our jobs. <laughs> that was a big part of it. You know, I mean, a lot of it was job security. But at the same time, we wanted it to be so wide open that we were also not creating you know, courses or anything like that for this many, I mean, a, there's no way we could have made 85, you know, tutorial videos or, or gone through and sat down people to teach them how to use this many different applications. So it worked out great for us. And now we have, you know, a surplus of ideas of ways teachers use this and they all can see what each other have learned, And so that, that really helps. And, and as far as the gamification side of it um, it's really just the badges we want to incorporate more like obviously this is the still within the first you know year and a half of existence and this year we're working with our local chamber of commerce to get some uh like gift cards and and, uh, coupons and stuff so they can earn points and then turn those points in for gift cards and coupons and so it's almost like a store you know a currency type thing um but this whole idea of gamifying led us to our google certification game uh because we did it the first year we did uh, and Mike wrote all this down because I couldn't even remember how much it was. But we sat down with these people doing Google certification like a boot camp. and it was like three hours a night, four nights a w-
1: over two nights a week. Yeah, it was like sixteen, sixteen contact or sixteen hours that we were invested in the evenings for them to to work through the Google certification because our district is this year it's one to one, three through twelve. and there's yeah. a you know there's a an, an importance and a stress of becoming a Google Certified Educator. So we started that process in the spring of 2017, which is kind of the second part of branching off of our Try advances is leading into that Google Certification game that we created, yeah. which is has more aspects of the gamification. Right.
2: And we sat there with these people talking about, here's how you can make your class more engaging and here's how you can do this. And they're all sitting in a circle staring at us. <laughs> uh, we're doing the exact opposite of what we're trying to get them to do, which is, you know, it didn't it didn't really work for us. So the second time around is where we created the game. Uh, and so basically, you know, what you guys were talking about and, and even, you know, the last couple episodes we um, just listened to this past week, and you focused a lot on theme. And that was our big thing. We wanted to make sure we picked a cool theme to start, mm-hmm. so our first one uh, is we actually created two, but the first game was uh, it's called Obsidian, and uh, basically you're a member of the secret organization which is called um, oh, Chrome. I remember now? Yeah, it's Chrome. Coordinated
1: Humanitarian Resource Office for Modern Earth.
2: That's it. That's wow. It. That's it yeah, so it's got a sweet logo and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. And so you're a, so you're a member of the secret organization. And basically what the teachers do is they'll go to the Google side because Google has its own units um, and they go through all more of the theory stuff. So uh, they'll do like unit one, then they'll come back to our game and they'll sign in and they'll receive a password. um, And then the password takes them to, you know, mission one, which is um, something having to do with whatever was in that unit. And the first ones, they don't quite get too in depth. So we had them introduce themselves to create a flip grid, you know, and then. Uh, they sort of filled out a tech survey saying how how comfortable they feel with certain technology. Then they go back to Google and do Unit 2, and then they come back and do Mission 2, which gets a little bit more in-depth. And by the end of it, they're sending emails to, like, fake, you know, other secret agents, and they're uh, receiving emails from the Chrome organization, and they're creating documents, and they have to, you know, create a slideshow and, and a website, and they're looking for secret hidden messages. I mean, it, it just got so in-depth, but what they're doing throughout is the actual activities – uh, that they would eventually have to do on the exam. It's not laid out that way, but that's, you know, they're still getting all that practice. They're still having to create this stuff. And, and uh, but it was fun. It was really like a good time and so much more enjoyable than sitting down for two and a half hours and trying to stay away.
1: And, and we kind of, we kind of pulled that out of the air. You know, we, we, uh, best about-
0: ideas ever.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, well, we okay. learned we, we learned about you and your in your gamification and explore like a pirate, and started exploring that, and we were just like, we've got to do something different. Right. And we're we're lucky enough that our district kind of when we have an idea, they let us run with it. That's and amazing. we said, hey, we got this harebrained idea of gamifying exactly. our Google certification, cert- You know, and they're like, well, we don't know what that means, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So you know, <laughs> we don't know what that we, means, but we created yeah. it.
1: And or we started creating the storyline and things like that. And uh, it, you know, as you know, it's very, very involved and, and, and intense and stuff like that. But you know, we didn't know what kind of reception we would get from our staff. Yeah, they're and adults. Our, yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> I have to Remember, they're adults. It's, yeah, it's not. They're not twelve-year-olds. Right. So our district told us, you know, we've got so much PD dollars for X amount of people. And we're like, okay. So we sent out a feeler. We actually went and met with teachers because we felt like um, onboarding them would be better in person. So we showed them the website that housed the game. We met, Adam made a very cool trailer to go with the game to kind of, you know, entice them and kind of hook them in. And, um, you know, we just felt like you know we needed to really present them this in person. And when all was said and done, we had double the amount of people that we had budget for that wanted to play our game. So that right there told yeah. us. Maybe we're
2: onto something here. Yeah. yeah. So and, and again the district was like go for it. They up to yeah, yeah. up- everybody cuz we didn't want to cut anybody out. Um, but it was fun. Awesome and, and so, to hear. So we we do obviously the Google side which is which is cool but then um, you know you got and we talk a lot about side missions and we talk about uh the you know that other stuff. So we added with each mission um, some other non-Google piece of, of interesting technology, like the first one is Flipgrid. And then we give them a little short little tutorial. And then in order to earn extra XP, they can complete, you know, certain um, objectives for that. And as they get more points and they level up, they, you know, they move from a, what was it? It was like a intern, intern to, 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 uh, to uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Eventually they get all the points, they're directors of Chrome, you know, it's so great. the yeah, a okay. Hall of fame and everything. It's so, it's fun.
1: Each but they, does- um Each one has a
2: secret agent name. Yeah, everybody's got so we could do a leaderboard without putting board. Yeah. Anyway, so we're just going to both talk over the top of each other. But uh, but I love
0: I love the enthusiasm that you both are expressing about teachers learning PD, which typically, as you're saying, it's not very exciting. It's not very (laughs) exciting, right? Like this is not not. how people usually talk about it. But what we
2: really liked about it is that they were getting exposed to a ton of tools. I mean, by the end of it, you know, they're going to see all whatever, 12 Google tools, and then they're going to see these 12 other tools. So by doing all this stuff, they're seeing 24 new things that they may or may not use in their classroom. But that is so much better than sitting in, you know, a 50 minute session on one tool that they probably won't
1: use. And right. they're doing it on their own time. On their own time.
2: Right. Yeah. So it's self-paced. And they
1: need it. So it's... if
2: they fly through one unit and they don't need us, then they just fly through that unit. But then they get to something they've never used before, like Google groups or you know, Google earth or something like I've never used this. Then, then they look at us and we come in and we can, you know, help them out where they need to. So it's, it really, it's efficient for one. And I think it's enjoyable as well for the teachers and us. It makes it fun for us. I mean, we had a, we had a great time putting that thing together.
0: That's what I often say about gamification. It's like, it's good for students and we should be student focused, but like, let us not forget. Like if you have a positive attitude, if you're happy going into work, if you're proud of what you're putting together, it, it does change the dynamics for the students and I have had more fun teaching in a gamified experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the other thing I often talk about is that gamification, if you ask me, works PK to like PhD. Absolutely. So like, yes, these are a room full of adults, but like, As you described it, who wants to be in the back of the library, like all staring at the PowerPoint of like how to use Google Classroom for 50 minutes? Yeah,
2: exactly. You know, like nobody wants to be that the guy that the guy that even
0: needs that that doesn't even want to be that guy.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So we try to
2: avoid that. And it's been and it's been really, really good. That's Um, fantastic. yeah, we got all sorts of um, ideas too. We talked, we keep talking about doing a level two. We've not done a level two yet because it's you know, it was pretty time consuming. But we may we're thinking about maybe focusing on like, like an Oregon Trail type thing where you know they're nice. moving along a certain point and they you could die of cholera, uh, or we could you know <laughs> do some train. sort of yeah, so we could do some sort of Route 66 where they're moving. I mean, there's just so many cool ideas that uh, that i think that teachers would really you know gravitate jump to yeah. yeah
0: i loved the obsidian i think that that sounded like it is neat yeah i got fun. excited i'm like let's do this well, well we wanted well, to
2: make sure it wasn't like copyrighted either so we didn't want to do like mission google or something like that we sure. just grabbed a word that sounded kind of creepy and dark and we just and we went with it so it's pretty fun you want it.
1: to share the second game
2: adam so the second game is, and again we we wanted also to to kind of get away from doing websites and things like that. So uh, so I ended up coding the whole thing into like a game. It's an actual game, but it sort of follows this old like '80s arcade theme uh, where um, you're like a teacher. You're kind of burned out. I've been teaching for so many years and. And then you're playing this old arcade game that used to make you happy as a kid. And you discover this mystery. And these people who, you know, were in the game when you were younger are now suddenly in this other game as an adult. And there's this mystery name. And you're kind of going through trying to solve, you know, who, who this modulus is. The name is Modulus. And it kind of has a um, sort of a, a Cody-type feel to it. Uh, but, again, same type of setup. They go through the 12 missions and, and or the 12 days and nights. And they kind of go back and forth. Uh, but it's all sort of ingrained, and we did that one for districts outside of ours. We had to build that one, you know, after hours on our own time. Um, and, but we've been using that with other districts, and it's gotten just as good of results and uh, and uh, reviews. So it's, it was really fun to put together too. I love it. I mean, that's yeah, pretty neat.
0: It sounds like you're taking your district by storm. I love that their support of your work and, uh, and that it's resonating with teachers. That they're signing up for this. Uh, I think that level of autonomy in a game isn't rare, but that level of autonomy in a district uh, for both you guys, but as well as the teachers to sort of say like you create the PD you want. Um, I think that's really, that's empowering. That's awesome. I'm inspired. Hopefully others out there are. Uh, I've helped people gamify PD before. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. It's a different beast to tackle sort of gamification on that level. Cause you have, you're talking about adults you're talking about a whole district. Uh, it can be different, uh, but different doesn't mean bad. Uh, I right. I always love the challenge of like let's look at let's look at gamification for PK, <laughs> let's look at okay. it for an AP course right. that doesn't have a lot of time. Let's look at it for adults, uh, and there are unique solutions that, quite honestly, I get super excited about being in that space. You know, and then mm-hmm. it's like oh, like but I'm not that guy. I'm not <laughs> I'm not the te- I'm not the tech coach. But and we were we were not we didn't
2: gamify anything when we were teachers. Like I totally missed that boat. Didn't get onto it until after I would left the classroom. Yeah, and was like, wow, well, that sucks. I I want to do that. <laughs> and luckily, we were in a position where we were still able to, you still know, Mike that. and I both were still like, oh, this is perfect.
1: But we do have teachers gamifying now, right? As a result of kind of some of the things that we've instituted.
0: I could yeah. totally so it, see that. I could yeah. totally see because now they're actually embedded in that experience and you're just mm-hmm. modeling once again another type of pedagogy right like that's awesome
1: yeah we had a seventh grade teacher her storyline is unbelievable unbelievable it was about reading different book genres and they're trapped under the earth and the more genres you read the the, the higher you climb out of the earth and i mean she had different i mean it was just unbelievable the 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 structure and the complexity of it. And the students bought
0: into it and absolutely loved it. So Whoa, I should chat with her. That'd be fun too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, I can't believe it, but our time has just flown oh my gosh, by. It does fly by. It does, right? Like it's I, I, Every I time say it on the, like, eh, like it no, been, it's it gone. <laughs> so now we have uh reflection time. Are you guys, are you guys ready? Oh yeah. We're ready. Whew. This is gonna be this is gonna be a tough one. I think it's apropos to what we're talking about, though. Here's the quote: "It is accredited to no one. It's just from the internet. Uh, it's a fabulous source for lots of things." Uh, here's the quote: "Who dares to teach must never cease to learn." How does that hit you guys, you tech coaches? That is,
2: that is perfect for what we're talking about. I think as, as we, uh, and I think a lot of people who are listening or watching who would be in the coaching role um, may just, you know, tend to fall back into the same PD styles that they were used to receiving, um, which is what we tried to avoid. And, you know, there's a lot, we, our plates are full and it's hard to not just say, oh, let's just do a session on it. We've got a, we've got a slideshow. Let's just say we're going to meet, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We'll run through the slideshow and check that off. And that's, is what we're trying to avoid doing. And so I think, you know, we hadn't gamified like we said a minute ago, and, and we had to learn. And I think a big part of us being able to teach and teach teachers in a new way, which is totally new for us, is to learn new strategies. And that was, you know, that was the biggest thing. Uh, but it's a reinvigorated me in, as a teacher. You know, I mean, I'm not with students, but I mean, I totally get fired up. I think I only took one sick day this year. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I love it. You know, but it's because I love going in every day.
1: But he made me sick three times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how about you, Mike?
1: Well, you know, it goes back to that. You know, you hear when you're in your undergrad about being a lifelong learner. Um, You know, not to pull something out of the '90s, but uh, it still holds true. You know, if you aren't willing to learn new things and stagnate, you're doing a disservice for everyone. Not only the students, but everyone you work with. So, you know, you always want to challenge yourself to learn new things in order to better yourself, which ultimately affects everyone around you, students, parents, teachers, everyone everyone around you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I would echo some of the same themes. I mean, just if we're going to stand up there and, and sell being a lifelong learner, if we're going to sell growth mindset to our students, uh, we got we to also drink the Kool-Aid. We got we to gotta put ourselves <laughs> right. in a position to yeah. learn. Uh, this last year, I started on my YouTube channel these five for five challenges, which were you're trying to do one thing for five days in a row, see if you could get it, you know, be five for five. And uh, they didn't have to be academic, like minded. Like one of them for me was a cooking challenge that I tried. Uh, but what I loved is the level of empathy it gave me for my students, because I, I we ask our students all the time to learn something right. that they did not know how to do. And then we asked them to do it on top of a full school day. So to like, go home and have to like learn a new recipe, try a <laughs> new thing from scratch, all in the work week, yeah. gave me like kind of a greater empathy of like what am I asking my students to do? Uh, and so, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's important that we're always those lifelong learners.
2: I decided that it was a New Year's resolution. I was going to learn how to code because I didn't know hardly anything about it. Um, and that's, what I did. I bought a Udemy course, the online courses mm-hmm. that you can do. And just starting like January 4th, I watched Udemy videos and, and it helped. I mean, I I was able to code all sorts of good stuff now, but there's no, I thought there's no way I'll learn how to do this. And yep. uh, the-
0: It's amazing with a little bit of intentionality, yeah. you can actually improve quite quite quickly. Now to get up to that mastery level, that's where it gets hard, oh, right? Okay. That return no, on investment's tough, but like right. To go sort of zero to 60 isn't actually as hard as we think. Right. So uh, I think that's an important lesson. Well, guys, I got to say, you know, thanks so much for being on the show. It has been a blast having you on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thanks uh,
0: for having us. You guys are... I'm I'm so
2: glad we ran into each other. We did.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's a a crazy story. Um, It is. So... We will have to have you guys back on. I, I want to check Absolutely. in on you guys. Uh, well, things are changing, like I said, next
2: year. So we're we, we going to take it in all sorts of different directions. So
0: right? Yeah, uh, I would love to have you guys on again. Uh, that would be awesome. And everybody out there listening, I hope you have signed up for the Hive Summit. If you haven't, check it out. It's hivesummit.org. And also kind of excited, uh, not super important, but I, I – have redone my website, redid my website uh, for the first time in a long time, so check that out. Uh, You can get at it at explorelikeapirate.com or mrmatera.com. Check that out. Uh, It's not the coolest thing, but it was a lot of hard work, so so I want somebody to look at it. Just somebody look at it. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Everybody, thanks so much for listening. It's always an honor having you guys each and every week. Uh, Everybody, enjoy your week and play on.